You're getting obsessive. Don't! We get him on conspiracy to commit murder. Checkmate. Come on, hold your breath. What you do with my money? This thing is gonna outlive all of us. Tiller, hello. There we are, back on. How are we doing, man? I'm doing great, Jeff in Vegas. How are you? I'm doing great, Jeff. Thank you so much for having me on today, man. Oh, my pleasure. I'll tell you this much, Tiller. I have not lobbied for an interview for a movie like you for in a long time because I have such a connection to Silk Road, uh, which is, by the way, I have to say, first of all, you were spot on because I got to tell you my story real quick. I, yeah. lived with, I lived with a hacker from 2012 to 2013. And this is when uh, Electronic Daisy Carvel came to Vegas, you know, the yeah. height of it. Yeah. And uh, I walked by one day and I go, what's up? And he's like, oh, I'm on Silk Road. I go, what's Silk Road? And he showed me, you know, the tour that you get onto it. Amazing. Uh, and, yeah. And I'm just like, and not only did your movie, your movie only touched on drugs and, you know, some other things, but you could get hitmen on there and weapons. I mean, I couldn't believe the things you could get on Silk Road. And he used Bitcoin as payment. We would go to the bank. He would mine a Bitcoin. He had to take a picture of the deposit slip. And then the no signature thing too. And, the, and in your movie, when they showed up, he goes, you don't sign for it. If you have a different name, he would have the packages delivered to empty houses using their addresses. So, uh, so you got a full, you got the full backstage pass, bro. I was freaking out because as this movie was unfolding, I'm like, this happened to me. You know, I didn't do any of the drugs or anything like that, but the product would come at you know, MDMA. He would get in coffee cans, DVDs from China. Um, but only like 60% of the shipments would show up. And on Silk Road, it would be like eBay. If you had a bad review, it would destroy yeah. a dealer. They would not yeah. touch it. They would also report on how many packages were getting through. And yeah. I just kept, I go, how is this legal? We're going to get caught. You're going to bring me down. He's like, they can't trace us. You know, so insanity. And as soon as Silk Road closed so, down. It's so, it's so interesting that you have, you know, because, you know, obviously a tremendous number of people had that firsthand experience of what it's like. But then, but for those who didn't, it's like, really? That's how it worked, you know? Well, I couldn't get on Silk Road if I wanted to, you know, it was so complicated. Right. You know, you just don't go to a website and type in silkroad.com, right? It was right. real complicated. And I'm like, don't tell me, I, you know, I have plausible deniability. <laughs> I don't right. want anything to know with this. Uh, but when 40%, 60% of these shipments start showing up, he was getting in trouble with other people, you know, not to go into any details. So I'm like, he moved away a long time ago. But so when I heard about this movie and I kept watching, I'm like, wow, they got all this right. This all really happens, you know? Awesome. And yeah. And, uh, you know, Nick Robinson, what a, what a perfect casting. He just that young, naive, kind of idealistic guy, you know, Albrecht. And uh, tell me about casting him for the role. Um, you know, Nick is absolutely amazing. And I, and, I, and I was so grateful to have the chance to collaborate with him. I had sat down with, you know, all of the awesome young leading men in Hollywood. And there were, you know, 25 different versions of the movie that were that were possible and then when I sat down with Nick I just really kind of fell in love with him as a human being he was so um likable and winning and kind of um relatable I thought and I was just like man I like being with this guy you know hanging out with him and so my sense was because you're taking this character and you're going to a pretty dark place with it, you need somebody um, hopefully that the audience can hook into in an emotional way and take that ride kind of, you know, as he, as he breaks bad, so to speak. Um, and Nick was just so um, kind of watchable and also um, you're, you were able to root for him. And so as soon as I met him, I was like, that's my guy. 
I really can identify with Jason Clark's character with Agent Bowden because, you know, a psychology professor said one time, he's an analog man in a digital world. <laughs> and that's yep. how I felt because I didn't understand how my experience was so growth. I didn't understand the technology behind it. And also Jason Clark's character didn't either. He felt like a dinosaur, you know, but in the end, they sometimes the old ways are better detective wise, right? Yeah, I mean, to me, Jason Clark's character is kind of, you know, he's kind of a peck and paw character. It's, you know, he's like sort of out of the wild bunch, a guy who becomes out of step with the times. You know, this is a character who spent his entire professional life learning how the streets work, learning what it's like to be, you know, a door kicker, kind of this old school guy. And suddenly the world changes, the culture shifts, and all of that skill set and knowledge is like abrogated to you're a dinosaur parking in back. And yet, um, it is very applicable to the job. And so that tension for him of, you know, uh, understanding how to live life, you know, by the barrel of a gun and then being stuck behind a laptop that you want to just smash it every time you get in front of it, um, you know, made it made it a real pleasure to, to, to collaborate with Jason on. And you said The Wild Bunch, one of my favorite movies of all time. William Holden, my favorite actor. Greatest line ever. If any of them move, kill them. Kill them. <laughs> yes. The best, the best. Can't can't be Peck and Paw, man. Oh. My own, my second favorite behind uh, Wild Bunch, or actually maybe even Neck and Neck, um, and underrated. But um, Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid, another like just Peck and Paw master. I've watched that recently too, a couple times. Absolutely, and also Ernest Borgnine, one of my all time favorites. So great, He's so great. Best. Oh, uh, and finally today, did you have advisors on this movie? You know, either law enforcement or people who use Silk Road, because you know a lot of that couldn't be by chance. A lot of those facts. I'm a, I'm a big believer in the value of technical advisors. I my sort of feeling is surround yourself with people who are smarter than you, who are experts, who who know what they know, and, and sort of trust them and rely on them. So there was a whole kind of host of technical experts. There's you know the the cops that I've known over the years, both sort of good and bad. You know, crooked cops like Michael Dowd from the Seven Five, uh, as well as you know sort of righteous cops and DEA guys. Uh, you know, like those that appear and you know in, in other other films, Last Narc and things that I've done. Um, and then there was, of course, all of the technical advisors. There was a, an amazing tech advisor named Tony Castillo, who's, um, you know, was, I think, kind of a reformed uh, black hat turned white hat uh, hacker and really understood um, with great specificity and intimacy the mechanics of the dark web and was able to kind of constantly help um, triangulate the, the the accuracy of it such that you're if you're a lay person you don't know anything about it hopefully you're still able to you know to track the movie and understand the plot whereas also if you're somebody that is really hip to this stuff and knows how it works hopefully it's um you know working on both of those levels and appealing to both sectors of the audience and i heard on his final days president trump was even considering pardoning Ulbricht. that didn't happen thank god but i mean how wild would that be why would he do that well, you know, there's um, there's there are interesting kind of conflicting takes uh, about about Ross and you know here's an astonishing fact for what it's worth Ross was sentenced to two life sentences plus forty without the possibility of parole which is significantly harsher a sentence than what El Chapo received so 
um, there are many people who feel like that was a grave kind of miscarriage of justice, whatever this guy had done, you know, inarguably, you know, criminal, but like, does it warrant a sentence that's worse than El Chapo? So I think that there's kind of been this enduring fascination with, with Ross Ulbricht of, okay, you know, will he get a second chance? Will he ever have kind of the ability, because this is somebody that for better or worse, changed the world, you know, but for Silk Road, none of us would have ever heard of Bitcoin. Yeah, he was he was a 21st century fence. That's all he was. He wasn't selling drugs. I'm not giving him a pass on what he did, but the laws haven't caught up to the technology yet. So yeah, I agree. I think that was way harsh. He was just a glorified fence is all so, but it was too harsh. It's uh, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's really interesting to, to sort of, you know, it's, it's a morally complex to me, what was fascinating about the story and, and, and hopefully is enjoyable, you know, in the film is these are morally complex characters. It's not, you know, cut and dried, who's good, who's bad. There is sort of both in, in, in all these characters and it's the conflicts between them that to me made them fascinating characters to portray. Yeah, because in the end, I'm a libertarian. You can do what you want as long as you don't hurt anybody else. You know, you shouldn't, the government should be in my business. What, what I want to do, you know, how I, no morality. You can't legislate it. So, Tiller, well, thank and, you. And I, and I think Ross was, was a true blue believer in that. You know, that wasn't, that wasn't a mask. It wasn't, a, you know, a, a facade that he was projecting. Like, that was an animating guiding principle for him, which is, hey, we as citizens have the right to, to, to our individual freedoms. That was important for the film, not just some you know kid trying to make a buck. It was, he had a, a reason behind it all too. So Tiller, thank you so much for talking to me, man. What a great discussion, great film. And uh, come out to Las Vegas soon. We'll, we'll hang out. We'd love to have you. All right, it. man. Th thank you so much. I really appreciate your time and your interest in it. And I loved your, your, firsthand, uh, your firsthand knowledge of it. So um, I don't know what you're talking about, Tiller. I don't, what I don't know about. what I'm talking about either. <laughs> I retracted it completely wholeheartedly. All right. Thank you so much. Take care, my friend.